This is the Catholic Movie Guy Podcast. So, we are back on the Catholic Movie Guy Podcast, and I have my trusty boon companion, Bo Bonner, the great Bo Bonner of Iowa Catholic Radio, and so much more. He's, he's, yeah, he's everywhere. He's like Rod Dreyer now. Oh, I might... That's that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I meant you know all, you know that you're uh, that you're you're beloved and you're respected on every topic. Uh, I thought you were making a joke about oyster consumption, which I am not uh, a great oyster consumer. But any rate, so this is inside baseball. But yeah, boy, that guy. I was, if I if I could just have that travel schedule, I'd be just happy. You know. Yeah, life's hard sometimes. Speaking <laughs> speaking of travel schedule, I wanted to put a plug in from for the other uh, third of the Catholic Movie Guy podcast, the Tim Man, who is currently making a pilgrimage to Santiago. Uh, a la oh. the way, which we reviewed back in the day on one of those episodes. Uh, wow. You can follow his travails on his website, which is stlouiscatholic.wordpress.com. It's very beautiful and interesting, so I encourage everyone to check that out. I also encourage everyone to please like my page on iTunes, on Facebook, on Twitter, five star reviews, etc. Now that we got that out of the way, today's topic. Uh, Bo and I have seen a lot of movies this year because we are Catholic movie men. That's right. But we haven't seen a lot of the same movies. So it's been weird that way. Yeah. It, it is, it is. And I think it's because uh, this harkens back to our Lady Bird discussion. Let's do a little little bit on the Oscars before we get into this, if you, if you don't mind. Oh, no problem. <laughs> I thought it was going to come up. <laughs> so uh, Fish Fornication has won the day. I have Grinding not... Nemo. Yeah, Grinding I, <laughs> Nemo is such a wonderful way to put it. I have not and will not see that movie. But I have to I say can't. that the fact that uh, both of our, all of our, our favorite movies were basically shut out. It's ridiculous. I know. It's, it's a joke is what it is. Well, uh, yeah, Frances McDermott, she, she won Best Actress, right? That's true, yeah, and she deservedly so. But, I mean, right. that was kind of an, I, I think that was just an, an obvious and safe play. Which is well, fine. you know, I don't know if the the fish, I guess, was a man, so you know, it's, who knew? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure on that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Um, but you know, Lady Bird did not win anything, and I was, I was quite crestfallen. I, I mean, I of course was not as crestfallen as you, but I was definitively surprised. Like honestly, I did not see that coming. That surprised me. Well, you know, I no one probably follows us that closely on Twitter to observe this, but I noticed that my friend Bo had tweeted um, a shot at Lady Bird by the inestimable Sunny Bunch of yes. the Washington Post and Free Beacon about how at least Lady Bird didn't win anything. Ha, hoo, ha. So then I decided to check out Sunny Bunch's top ten of the year, and of course Lady Bird was in there. Oh, ahead yeah. of three billboards, so you can oh, just, yeah, yeah. yeah you, can, you know what he, you can he, do. He, I don't know, you know how we like, we talk about like, oh, you know, you're going to watch this movie, we can't fully recommend it, but uh, Sonny Bunch, <laughs> definitively the same way. I can't fully recommend to you that you follow his tweeter, uh, but it is some hilarious stuff, that's for sure. Indeed. Um, so, putting aside the shame of the Oscars... We have seen many movies this this year, but not the same, except for one, and we're going to end with it, Annihilation, because it's probably the best-reviewed movie of the year. Other, I mean, Black Panther, but, you know, it's it's kind of limited to that superhero genre. So as far as, like, serious contenders for a year-end of best lists, I think that Annihilation's leading the way right now. So we'll end with that. 
But uh, we're just going to go back and forth and kind of riff on what we've seen so far. So, Bo, what, what, tell me, what, what have you seen so far this year? Well, I did see Black Panther, and um, I thought it was a good movie. I really am glad that I got to see uh, Black Panther. I do think, um, you know, watching movie experiences is a strange thing. I mean, I think you recognize this more than anyone about how people decide something is, like, absolutely great or not. <laughs> yeah. And really especially when it comes to movies that occur in a wider universe, which, of course, is not this phenomenon. It's funny that we're like, of course, when you're talking about movies in the Marvel universe, but that didn't happen in the 80s, uh, but it happens now. And, you know, a lot of times when people are judging the Marvel universe, DC, these things like this, it's all about timing as to, like, when when it happened. I mean, that's the biggest deal, right? When did a movie come out because you're going to compare it to that. So there's obviously early Marvel movies that if they would have been released in 2018 would have got panned. Um, Black Panther was a very different movie. And I have to admit it's up there origin story wise. Um, I think with, uh, with Captain America, I think Iron Man is a, a little, I'm not saying it's off limits for any philosophical reasons, but it's obvious why people think Iron Man is one of the better Marvel movies. Um, Black Panther, I think, story-wise, um, sort of runs into the same things that Captain America does. Um, he's a good guy. It's really interesting. Sometimes him being a good guy is exactly part of the problem because half the time he's not the most uh, interesting person on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Chala, King Chala. Um, but I'll have to say that if you want to talk about visually... A movie where you go like, wow, it is really interesting how they pulled it off. Like, that's a good way to use CGI. Um, yeah, I just thought it was a, it was finally a good movie, uh, Marvel movie, that didn't have to uh, do anything too different. You know, like we talked about Thor Ragnarok and uh, Doctor Strange, which I liked both of those, but I could see how some people thought would think they were off-putting. Um, but yeah, Black Panther, I'm going to give it like a firm... 7.58, I would tell anyone to go see it. Um, I'd be interested to see it again after uh, some of the initial wow factor um, dies down. But, uh, yeah, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that I went and watched it. How's that? Yeah, that's good. I, uh, I've, you know, I've been meaning to watch it. I just haven't gotten around to it, and that's a lot, largely a babysitting issue because my wife wants to see it too. Um, but the, the, the drawback is I haven't been, like, super gung-ho for the exact reason you said, which is... You know, he just seems like such a clean-cut, perfect guy that it doesn't it doesn't strike me as all that interesting. And I had the exact same reaction to Superman my whole life and Captain America, like you said. It took me a long time to actually see the first Captain America for that reason, so that's kind of put me off. Um, I'm sure I'll get around to seeing it when I do. Uh, if I think it warrants a full podcast, so be it. But I'm sure it's good. I just haven't haven't had the time. And, and that babysitter issue uh, leads me into to my first movie. <laughs> which is, I've been really focusing on the family child genre because then I don't need a babysitter, and I oh, imagine that a substantial portion of our of our audience feels the same way. So earlier uh, on the Ladybird podcast, I talked about Paddington Two. Uh, if you want to watch Paddington One, it's on Netflix. It's great too, but I think this one was even better, and it manages to combine something that that we've talked about in the past. Um, not just that it appeals to kids and adults, because sometimes I think that. People say that, and what they mean is, oh, there's some dirty jokes that only the grown-ups will get, or something like that. And this has nothing like that at all. It's squeaky clean, but at the same time, it doesn't dumb it down to keep it clean. 
it's um it's more uh, I mean it's not a fairy tale but it's more of that it takes you to a, a a situation in a world that is ours but obviously you know we don't have walking talking bears running around here uh that appeals to everybody and it was just delightful you know never checked my watch which is normally what's happening when I'm watching a movie with with my kids like Cars 3 or something right um, just and and Hugh Grant is just hilarious as the villain awesome so yeah i uh I've had uh, my kids ask me quite pointedly why we have not seen it. So now it sounds like shots fired. I need to figure out <laughs> why that's the case. <laughs> so, I, yeah, and I would give that like, you know, again, first watch. So I'd give it a, a, a 9. I'm not going to give it a 10. And I encourage you to see it. I'm going to go ahead and transition to my second one, though, since it was also a kid's movie. And contrast it with Early Man, which is also also great, but not on that level. Um, I don't know if you've seen the previews for this, have you? It, it hasn't gotten much play at all. I have. Um, I've always. I mean, I, I really loved Wallace and Gromit when it, you know, came out, and it's the same people, correct? Yeah, it's the same guy, Nick yeah. Park, and uh, it's if you like if you like that, you'll like this. Don't worry. And Shaun the Sheep, all that. Um, okay, yeah. But the previews really put me off because I'm like, oh, I love you know, I love everything he's done. But this is about, like, you know, Jurassic era. I don't know what's going on here. Is this about uh, evolution? Is this going to make fun of Christians? I, I don't really know what's going on here, you know? Right. And luckily it touches on none of that. It's completely stupid and fantastic, and it's largely, you know, wordplay and pun-based humor. But what the, what the trailer does not convey at all, which I w- would have made me much more excited, is that it's not so much about early humans as the invention of soccer. And it oh. culminates in a in a in, in in these early people, these primitives. We call it football, um, because the perfection of football hadn't been invented yet. Right. Uh, but it culminates in a match uh, that you know has a lot of stakes, and that's the that's the whole movie. It's great. It's very light, uh, not nearly on the level of Paddington, but a solid like eight, and uh, nothing objectionable for the kids or, or family either. Oh, good. I, I it's it's going to obviously hit Netflix at some point, and I I really want to. Watch that, because I, you know, you, you always worry that sometimes, you know, directors or studios you like, like maybe they should, maybe they should not make anymore, so that it can be, you know, pure and, and whatever. So it's always good to hear that they're still kicking them out and still doing a good job on it. Exactly, and I had the exact same thought. I'm like, oh no, don't sully your your legacy by trying something. <laughs> well, speaking of legacies, the movie that I watched, Death Wish, is. Uh, is a remake. So, so wait, 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 before you start, I have to, I have to jump in here. Okay. I am ashamed that I haven't seen this movie. My father, God rest his soul, uh, made me watch that Charles Bronson movie, and I don't know how many sequels there were, but you know, I was intimately acquainted, and I love Bruce Willis. He's a fellow baldy. Yeah. You know, there's, there's no reason I shouldn't have seen this movie, Bo, and I'm really sorry for that. So continue. Yeah, so so Death Wish is a 1970 form film, uh, and I've been mischaracterizing to people. I'm, I, I said that it's like watching an 80s film. You know, I, I'll probably still stick to that. It doesn't have – you know how, like, the late 70s – well, I mean, this is 1974. They would just have, like, movies like Death Wish where it's like, you know what? We're going to, like, kill a lot of people, and that's just the way it is, right? Like, in the 70s – it, it, there was this sort of like this is this is just life now, and you're gonna have to deal with it. Yes. Dead people on the screen, and uh, naked Chris Christopherson. That was like every third movie was like on one of those two themes in the mm. 70s. Wonderful. But yeah, but uh, in the 80s, you know, 
they kind of decided they need to like make up a contrivance why those movies were that way. Like there are '70s films where you're like, oh, I guess this guy just kills people, you know? Like the '70s <laughs> didn't care. In the '80s, they're always like, well, no, uh, crime is bad, and like then you're like, oh, here's the movie. Well, Death Wish takes uh, that sort of every man doing his job shooting thugs and combines it with the 80s like gee whiz this world is messed up and dangerous and then boom makes death wish that of course release releases the week after the parkland shootings <laughs> and it was a weird cultural artifact because it literally opens up with a montage talking about the numerous shootings in the city of Chicago. Mm -hmm. And the whole, the whole movie is basically a don't go live in Chicago like I didn't, newsreel. I didn't need a movie for that. Though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't either as a Cardinals fan, but it, I mean, the takeaway is don't live in Chicago. Uh, someone, uh, maybe this is Sunny Bunch too. Someone was calling this like the ultimate dad horror movie, yes, and they were talking did, about this. Yeah. yeah, right. That like there's these movies that come out, and we're like, how are you going to fail as a dad? How are you going to get your family killed and not do enough? Mm -hmm. And this is certainly that. Like literally, they're getting their car brought to them from. Uh, 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 why can't I think of what it's called when you? Because this never happens to me. What is it when you like give someone the keys to the car? And they, <laughs> That's a valet, valet service, valet, Mr. Valet, Oklahoma. Valet, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, they're just talking about plans next week in a valet's in earshot. And, of course, the valet goes into their car, you know, checks the GPS. Where's their home address? And, you know, it's just like everything you shouldn't do, dad. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, gets his family, like, hurt and one of the mom killed. And then so then he takes it upon himself to just go shoot people. And on one hand, it's like, oh, wow, how on earth did this movie have the timing it did? On the other hand, you know, you're like, yeah, this used to be there, – there, there just used to be so many movies like this growing up. I, I almost feel like you show this to 20-year-olds and go like, this is what it was like, kids. So – we. So I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, go, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's it. It's just like it's, – it's like this like callback. D did you ever see Edge of Darkness with Mel Gibson? Yes, but why? Uh... It's a very similar kind of idea, and uh, that came out, I guess, about ten years ago. But you know, man loses his daughter through some fault of his own. Can't rely on the the legal uh, structure yep. to to uh, enact justice, whatever. Um, right. I think that kind of movie's always with us. It's it's been it's a it's a, it's an all too common human story. I mean, that's even like Kill Bill on a, a more liberal perspective on that same right. thing. Yep. So yeah, so this controversy about it, and and I, I mean I get it, uh, the timing or whatever, but it's it's really not true. It's just it's an eternal theme, just constantly represented that the uh, protector of the family fails, and the state that's supposed to step in cannot. It's a lot. It's it's a lot like mafia films too, same kind of thing. Well, and I would say the difference is, you know, so like I, you know, Taken, I suppose, isn't that the one with uh, yeah, Nisa. Uh, with uh, yeah, the Jedi Master. Uh, <laughs> there, um. There was a real, like, 90s way to do it, and the 90s way was, like, almost like, you messed up because this dad is awesome, and you're going to die a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that was sort of the prevailing thing for 15, 20 years, was about, like, how awesome the person you wrongly messed with was. Mm -hmm. um, this one is straight up, like, you know, after school special for dads, you guys better get down to the shooting range next week. If that's, <laughs> and 
And but then also sort of that 80s, like, it works out in the end because the cops are like, well, I don't see anything more to investigate. Wink. Dad yeah. who got the criminal. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, if that, like, hurts your feelings or offends you, you should not watch this movie. Yeah, but this... on the other hand, I was probably laughing a little too, bit too much during this movie. Well, that's fantastic. I mean, that hits me right where I live. I need to see this tonight. I'm going yeah. to call my wife right now. Um <laughs> While we're talking about awesome but kind of stupid movies, uh, I also saw Game Night. Have you heard anything about this movie? No. Game Night is one of those few rare movies where I see the poster and I'm like, I'm not going. That's awesome. I, yeah, it's just that's how it struck me. Yeah, I see that poster and I'm like, I have to see this immediately. I, 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 have, a, I have a soft spot for, for teen coming-of-age movies and just utterly stupid, contrived uh, fun action movies and and this one this one is just you know right in my wheelhouse. It has J- Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams, and uh, the premise is that there's this couple and they're really good at uh, game night, which is good for me because I'm a nerd. And they host a game night and they want to like uh, best their their brother who's really ultra successful. And one thing leads to another, and they end up in a serious criminal conspiracy with uh, danger to everyone's lives. Um, I liked it because, you know, it's stupid, it's just entertainment, there's no, there's no deeper meaning here. Uh, there is a subtle pro-life angle, but I'm not gonna front for that. But, for an adult comedy of this type, it, it is, I mean, it has off-color language and vulgarity, but it doesn't revel in vulgarity and shock or filth for its own sake, you know? Um, so I enjoyed that, it was just a solid all-around, a lot of belly laughs, type of seven and a half seven kind of movie i should really point out that uh death wish really does revel in like (laughs) gore i mean but it's weird because it's actually almost like family movie-esque like the dad's at the soccer game but then this like guy is like you know yelling at him and you're like oh foreshadowing about things going bad but uh you know the shots are bloody and stuff like this the movie that I forgot the, the, the natural comparison to, because I just saw it a few weeks ago, was John Wick 2, uh, which com- completely revels in, like, let's just see how many people can die on screen. Yeah. Uh, and Death Wish wasn't that. Uh, John Wick 2 was... That was a trip. I, yeah, I don't even know how to describe I, it. I do think that's a separate kind of movie, the the John Wicks, the Jack Reacher type thing. Right. Um, but the, the the death. I think that's the point, right? It's like even when you're at your soccer game and you're and, and you're and you're watching your kid, you know, score a first goal or whatever. There's always danger lurking around the quarter, and here's how bad it gets. So that yeah. that contrast is the point, and that's why it's so awesome and so laughable all at the same time. That's right. Exactly. All right, Bo. I'm done. We're done with this. Uh, we got the little kitties out of the way. Now let's move on to the big one, okay? Because oh, yeah. because I got a serious problem with you, okay? Serious, because you're gonna tell me, you're gonna sit there and tell me why this slow, turgid, pretentious piece of crap, a la Arrival, is great, and I should just fall down and worship whatever this Alex, whatever his name. I don't know what his name is. I'm not gonna learn his name. Tell me why I should. Why? Why is this so great? Just tell me. No. Okay. Let me. Annihilation. Why is it great? Let me really put this into to terms here. I do not think this movie is great at all. But like to me, here no here. There's a serious um, dualism. It's it's like manichaeism on film, Steve. Because what happens 
is the characters are pure laughable trash and actually the plot is stupid okay so i want to i want to okay, bring whoa, up that if, whoa, whoa, whoa. What, so, so i agree wait. but 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 before you know before you get into the plot we should probably give a somewhat of a overview of it and i should also say from here on out spoiler alert we're going to spoil this thing so if you can but, do but, that like, when you what's the it. interview like i mean the overview is like uh uh johnny cash comes back uh, no, that wasn't him who played Johnny Cash, but he looks like him. Uh, You're thinking yeah, of Louis yeah. Davis. Yeah, 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 that's right. Mm-hmm. Louis, yeah, Louis, Louis Allen Davis comes back, yeah. uh, and his uh, organs start melting. Uh, <laughs> and then you, and then you go to a place, and there is a uh, like a soap bubble alien. Ah, did you steal that from me? Did I put that on Twitter? Because I was just gonna call no. it the soap bubble because that's exactly what it is. They call it the shimmer, yeah. but it looks like a soap bubble. That's a soap bubble. Uh, and then there's, like, um, just dumb characters, like, and it's, of course, like, an all-women's group that <laughs> goes into the, the forest because all the men have gone and have never come back. And Hashtag you're like, me oh, too. Yeah. Okay, yeah. sure. Uh, and then there's, like, weird flashbacks that, like, maybe she was, ha- she was having an affair, mm-hmm. but I don't get the timeline, and, like, so much plot confusion, and I don't care about the characters. I'm supposed to, mm-hmm. but they are they are infinitely uncareable about. Natalie Portman just looks like she has a stomach ache the entire time. So yeah, yeah the, the, that's the and then like there's there's aliens, and but like they don't destroy life. They re, they make life replicate. And I'll I'll give the one interesting part of the plot because everything else that I think actually is interesting is only just sheer spectacle. But let's just talk about the one interesting thing where the plot could have been awesome but it was not is in this world um, the shimmer comes and it's this alien thing. It crash lands from outer space and it makes uh, your DNA replicate at an insane rate. And it also makes everything blend together. So, like, deer, like, walk around with, like, 12-foot antlers that have flowers blooming from them. Like, every single flower has, like, cross-pollinated. I mean, it, it – and, and so, like, someone I, – I think it was, like, Elizabeth Bruning or something like this said – it was an interesting take on saying you can have things uh, – you know, actually be multiplying, but like there, you know, it, it's it's too much. It's excess, and, and and maybe I'm like, okay, fine, but the, the story is like stupid. Like I, I was trying to explain to my brother what happened, and he's like, this movie sounds ridiculous. I'm like, yeah, but but I'll save the but. I'll save the but. You tell me if you agree with everything I've said so far. I, I am I am so disappointed right now. I'm on the verge of tearing up. Like I. I thought I was going to be the bad cop today. I I did not see this coming at all. You're a hundred percent right, Bo. It, look, I, I agree with everything you said. The the thing that that um that you brought up and that I agree like Arrival. I, I thought that you know it was pretty slow and it's uh it had a little you know it had a couple holes and it wasn't as profound as maybe it it uh, it thought it was. But what it did have was a heart. You know, like. Right. I I love the Amy Adams character. I love the relationship with her daughter. I cared. I even cared about Hawkeye. You know, I cared about the people. Yeah. And in this movie, it has all the contrivance. It has a lot of visual, uh, stunning visuals too. I mean, I don't want to take away. That's the best part about it. A lot of creepy visuals too that are gre- very effective. 
but I never cared if those characters lived, died, or became someone else, or who they were. It didn't matter. So the, when you're in a movie that's talking about, or trying to talk about, the annihilation of oneself or one's soul, or the combination of, of oneself with other beings or whatever, it's important that you care that that's happening, and I didn't at all. You know? Right. So this is this is a gaping major failure, right? Like the movie can't stand because of this problem. Right. But but the creepiest scenes I have seen in sci-fi horror since another movie that's not good but creepy, Event Horizon. Did you watch Event Horizon back in 1997? I'm I'm gonna have to say no on that one. I'm sorry. Okay. Event Horizon has scenes that still give me nightmares, even though I cannot tell you what the story is really about because it's it's a dumb story. But it just had scenes that just creep me out. Annihilation has already given me nightmares, Steve, because that is some of the like that man bear pig that screams the woman's dying voice is one of the creepiest things I've ever seen on screen. It was disturbing. I this agree. Movie, this movie is disturbing. Yes. And I think maybe they were going for that angle, and they thought that they were Stanley Kubrick, but they weren't. That's exactly, uh, they, oh, that's exactly, that's exactly right. And some review even said, very Kubrick-esque, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't have that level of genius, because if it did, I mean, like, if you've ever seen 2001 or Barry Lyndon, I mean, nothing happens for long stretches, and you're still, you know, wrapped. Uh, right. And this, that wasn't the case here, but with that, that, that bear voice thing, I agree 100%. That was the best part of the movie. But I read somewhere that they took that idea from, like, some anime uh, short uh-huh. or something like that. Well, I'm like, oh, whatever. But it, it, worked, it worked perfectly. Yeah, I agree. That, that was well, very unsettling. And then, like, it, I, I even was unsettled by, like, the people who became trees. Like, that thing, that yeah. was creepy. Yeah. But, okay, the one that is like, I'm glad I am not a member of the group of Americans who does drugs. Because if you did drugs and watched the last scene where she had, like, the alien becomes her double, doppelganger and starts, like, imitating her and stuff... I think that your brain would be fried, Steve. That was that was that was messed up, and it's crazy, right? What they what this is what's so sad about the movie is okay. The 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 man bear pig screaming in a human voice is sheer terror. Uh, you're just like, wow, that's so unnatural. But like that last scene was terrifying too. But I don't know why it was just so off. And when if the whole movie was willing to be off like that. You could have gone like this movie could have been sheer terror, but they just messed they messed up the the, the cast so badly. It, you know how like the contrivance of the of annihilation is when you're in the shimmer, you can't tell what time it is and you don't remember anything. I yeah. think that that's what happened to the writers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I agree on that score. I, I will say about the ending though, I disagree a little bit. I I guess it was because I, at that time I had kind of. I kind of lost the thread and was was already preoccupied with my objections as we've talked about that. I I didn't I didn't buy that whole last scene. I didn't really care for it. Um, and I'm talking not so much about the video recording that part, but the and the Natalie Portman dance, but the whole turning in of the the head lady to the blob into the what I I mean I just kept thinking of the blue man group. That's what I had. I don't know. You know, no. I just kept thinking, oh, here's here's one of the representatives of the blue man group. He made in the shimmer. And now he's gonna, you know, meld with Natalie Portman and become the the bear dog. I I, I don't know. I don't know. 
the 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 dancing or like the, when the, she when the thing was like walking near image to her and like her husband's like weird dead corpse from the phosphorus grenade mm-hmm. in the background mm-hmm. i was like uh i you know you you always wonder about people like are they like in contact with demons are they on drugs i mean that's just it was just a messed up scene to me indeed and and i just want to you know now that we've spoiled the heck out of this one of my objections, I guess, is that I, you know, I like, I, I love sci-fi. Um, I like mind benders like this, but my objection to this movie, in addition to everything he said, and that I co-sign, is that it was at once it telegraphed its twists, so to speak, way too early and often, and it and it had no no tension because you knew, first of all, that Natalie Portman or whatever Natalie Portman's body was at that point would survive this. And right. and how the whole thing was working way ahead of time that this combination destruction blah blah blah, but also that like the final payoff, despite telegraphing itself, wasn't exactly clear exactly what happened. You no, know what I mean? not that's at the all. thing. It failed on both counts. It's like it's one thing if you're going to telegraph and pay off, and it's another thing if you're going to hide the ball and leave us go. Whoa, okay. But this one movie like tried to split the baby, and I don't think it did either. You know, really well. Yeah. It, okay. My guess is that this movie um, had a bunch of people who really liked uh, some really classic sci-fi movies. And you're like, okay, cool. And they're like, yeah, you know how in the 70s, man, you could just, like, end with, you know, space fetus. uh, And everybody (laughs) thought Kubrick was a genius, right? You didn't have to explain the monolith. You just showed the monolith, and everyone thinks you're great. And you're like, sure, but I feel like you guys didn't go like, hey, let's end with something creepy. They're like, uh, what if we end and, like, their eyes are different? Yeah. I mean, it just, yeah. they got, they talked themselves into thinking they were way cooler than they really were. I, uh, I agree completely. Uh, and I just wanted to let everyone know that Space Fetus was the name of my first band, so check them out. Oh, that's awesome. That's not true, actually. All right. Well, Bo. Uh, I feel like, you know, I don't want to undersell it. I think it's worth seeing. I, I don't mean to, to say it was bad, and there were a lot of great things about it. And visually, it was very, uh, you know, it, it was very well done, and there are a lot of things that will stick with me. I will never forget the bear, whatever the heck that thing is. Yeah. But overall, what would you give this baby out of 10? Oh, man. Um, you know... I'm sure people get tired of us, like, giving the same sort of scores. Like, I don't think I've ever, like, I don't know if we've uttered the word five ever on here. And I realize that, like, with us, it starts being more like, uh, you know, what we're after mm-hmm. is, 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 like, sort of with a number classifying it less than a continuum. So I'm guessing that the number four for me is a movie that is fundamentally flawed and bad, but, like, I still think you should watch it for some reason. Like, one would be, it's trash, never watch it. I'm going to give this, like, a four. It's, it's, it is not worth spending money on the theater if you don't want to. But there are some scenes that are worthwhile to see in the theater just to be creeped out about. But it is a dumb story. It is fundamentally dumb. Yep, I, uh, I agree. I would give it about four or five soap bubbles because I think it is worth seeing. It has some interesting things, but ultimately, I would say slight failure. Um, I do want to say though it's 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 odd because you know the the critical consensus is overwhelming, and I know that Rotten Tomatoes and those sites have their problems, but I feel like uh, this has been pretty universally acclaimed. I wonder why. 
or do, do we want to like record the reasons we think why so that later people's for instance maybe we're on trial steve can bring this back <laughs> up as to why why we thought that movie is more popular than it should be <laughs> maybe not <laughs> but let's, let, let's think of it this way if tin man got to see this movie <laughs> i i think he would tell us why this movie maybe ends up being more popular than i it totally be. totally hear you bark in there uh bear, <laughs> bear man now uh i did have to i had one more thing to say this is totally nerd so feel free to turn the podcast off and tune in for some more movie talk next week but when we go to ratings I have I I'm a big on rating things and I agree that the the 10, you know, the 10 point scale is is limited and that the higher you go the more gradations you want ideally. You right. know what I mean? Like there's a lot of movies that I would classify as 8 and some of them I could care less if I saw again, some of them I watch all the time. There's this thing called hexadecimal. I'm sure you're vaguely familiar with this. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. So you go to you go from 1 to 9 and then for 10 you have gradations A B C D E F and then a perfect 10. And right. like ideally, I, if I ever do this on the website someday where I put up ratings of every movie I've seen or something, I will have those gradations. But basically, ten means you need to see this. The, it's not it's not perfect because nothing in, in this world is perfect, but it's as close as you're gonna get. And uh, then you know nine is like so close to perfection. Eight need you know blah 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 blah. So when we go down below five, it's like. You know, you, you could you can live your life. There's no problem. You don't see this movie, and that's where well, we are in this one. What what with the hexadecimal do you put movies that are so bad you must watch them? No, they're they're oh I see like, so bad like, it's this good. Movie, this movie is ridiculous, and if you do not watch it, you are you are missing out on a major cultural event sort of deal, right? Because there's there's multiple reasons to watch bad movies, Steve. Part That's of it can so be true. you're going to go Mystery Science Theater 3000 and make fun of it, but some of it is like, you know, in in 30 years, you need to say like, oh, I watched that. That's you know, true. you don't want to be the person who did not watch, you know, Blank. That's right. Well, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna have to workshop this and uh, come out with my treatise at some point this year. Nice. But, uh, Bo, thank you again. I'm sure that we will chat within the next few weeks, uh, and hopefully we will see the same movies from now on so that the people get what they want, which is us with no Tim. <laughs> well, you know, I, I don't know how many movies are on uh, the, the way, so we, we, we should be good on that one. All right, man. Well, thank you again, and uh, until next time, I'm a Catholic Movie Guy, and I'm out. Peace!